0: From Sarajevo to Red Africa, episode one podcast, Why the Third World. Hey, dobrodan, mulibwanji, zdravo, how's it, ciao. My name is Ruthie, and from Sarajevo to Red Africa, welcome to a podcast about the history and people of the real Third World. Forget the telethons, the phrase Third World came about as an act of defiance when several smaller and mainly post-colonial nations decided they did not want to choose between the western first world and the eastern second world, but instead they wanted to choose their own third way. As said by Kwame Nkrumah, one of the leaders of the non-aligned movement, we face neither east nor west, we face forward. Alone, they could not hope to stand against the superpowers, but together for three decades until the fall of the Soviet Union, they were a force to be reckoned with. The nations of the Third World, they weren't merely poverty-stricken post-colonial backwaters. They had traditions of thousands of years of literature, they were the cradle of humankind and civilization, and they had fought hard battles for self-determination. The stories of the Third World have been overlooked long enough, and current events demand that we re-examine the past. After having spent over a decade living in what is derogatorily called the Third World, My takeaway on this has changed, and two main things that stand out time and time again for me. One is that history always repeats itself, especially in the Balkans. It's 2023, and what's going on here in a lot of ways mirrors what was going on at the turn of the 19th and 20th centuries in the 1930s. It's not an exact copy, it never is. But there are definitely similarities, and probably because the issues that caused these events were never fully handled or settled. They continue to simmer. In some case, hundreds of years after they happen. What I think gets overlooked most, though, is that history is incestuous. Not literally, but also literally, like if you look at the Ptolemaic dynasty. Everything that happens is related to six other things that already happened and caused 12 future events. The problem that I often notice in the world today is that people will connect one or two things, but leave out 95% of the spider web of history that explains what's really going on. I think a lot of our world issues don't get addressed in an appropriate manner, because a good chunk of the background isn't part of the consideration. Either because it makes everything messy and difficult, and no one wants messy and difficult solutions, or because people have just forgotten. Or, and this is the worst one, because somewhere along the line, someone changed the narrative so that it is no longer entirely true, and a lie has become the accepted historical fact. For instance, it never ceases to amaze me that while the entire world learns in history class that the assassination of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand in Sarajevo in 1914 led to the start of the First World War, very few people understand that the organization behind the organization behind the assassination started out their careers in terrorism by murdering yet another royal couple, King Alexander and Queen Draga of Serbia in 1903. The story is so much deeper than a revolutionary student with a pistol and tuberculosis on a Sarajevo corner on a June morning. It is deeper, more convoluted, and at no time until the events happened was any part of the story a foregone conclusion. All these little details that got left out of the official story were vital to the way history chose to flow. Without them, things would have turned out very differently. The Third World had big moments and is often the launching pad for momentous world events, but it also had big personalities. A lot of these personalities still resonate today. In a more recent history, we need only look as far as Tito in Yugoslavia for an illustration on how the past still looms large in what happens today. The legacies of Nasser in Egypt and Nehru in India are still affecting the entire world as well. But if, since this is the first podcast episode, I'm going to choose only one story of a big personality in the third world, just as an appetizer for what is to come, I think that it would have to be that Kwame Nkrumah of Ghana had so many assassination attempts against his life, After researching him extensively, I actually have a favorite. You heard that right. I have a favorite assassination attempt against Kwame Nkrumah. And I think when you hear it, you will hold this one in your heart as well. On January 2nd, 1964, the fifth assassination attempt against Nkrumah was carried out. Previously, grenades had been thrown at him and there were bombings, but this time, one of the constabulary attempted to shoot Nkrumah as he was walking from Flagstaff House, the presidential residence. As the shot rang out, Nkrumah dived for cover. One of his bodyguards, in attempting to protect the Ghanaian president, was killed. When the assassin's rifle jammed, Nkrumah ran, and he ended up grappling with the gunman. And the fight was a dirty one. There was biting, there was kicking finally ended when Nkrimah landed a kick squarely in the groin of his attempted assassin. There were no holds barred in this fight. But then Nkrimah cleaned himself up and returned to the scene where he posed for photos with the defeated gunman. And these kind of stories are just the tip of the iceberg. We've mostly focused on the 20th century today just as an introduction. But there are thousands of years of tales of bravery, treachery, and accomplishment and they've changed the course of world history over and over again. The history stretches back much further than the telethons do, and that is what we need to remember. Third world leaders have often been fantastic orators who relied heavily on their ability to persuade and inspire. I think it's appropriate to close today with a quote that many in the diaspora can recognize from India's Jawaharlal Nehru, one of the original core founders of the non-aligned movement. I have become a queer mixture of the East and the West, out of place everywhere, at home nowhere. Perhaps my thoughts and approach to life are more akin to what is called Western than Eastern, but India clings to me, as she does to all her children, in innumerable ways. I am a stranger and alien in the West, I cannot be of it, but in my own country also, sometimes I have an exile's feeling. Thank you for joining me today beyond the telethon footage, but please don't stop here. The history being written today is inscribed on paper created by the past. It's something we should all know. Until next time, bravo, salane buino, okay, ciao, au revoir, vidimo se,